Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut Halachas, Yeridea, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Arlo, Halacha Hey, Paragraph Yud Dalid. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Nassim Yaakov, Yente Fradl, Bas Rabbi Shuarye, Zahavaleya, Bas Rabbi Avrom, Sipkorifka, Bas Rabbi Hillel, and all the other Nishamas that need an Aliyah. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Baskalia, Rochel Baskalia, Noya Nechoma Baskalia, Yente Soro Baschana Rus, Ruvain Moshe Ben Rochel, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha Basperol, Daniel Boroch Ben Soro, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Froma Bas Genessa, Ruvain Mordechai Ben Chana, Dvoy Regila Simcha Baschava, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Avigail Brocha Bashira Dvoira, Hillel Yisroel Ben Sora, David Lei Ben Shena, Shlemanisa Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shemel Eliezer Ben Rochel, David Ben Behia, Shendel Basleya, Yehudis Ruchoma Baschavarus, Sorochel Bas Yispendel, Avivilano Bas Yispendel, Gitaganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebalea Bas Sipoira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Adasa, Shloima Ben Rifkesh Prinzer, Malki Hinde Bas Kreindel, Akiva Kalman Ben Soralea, Eliohu Ben Miriam Rus, Moshe Mendel Ben Lea, Ben Yaman Yitzchak Ben Liba, Lei Ben Zhenya, we're continuing this halach again is based on chapter 14 in Likut Imran, where Rabbein Ezzel speaks about the begodim tsoyim. That's a term that's used in the Navi about when the Jews commit a lot of sins, our garments, our clothing becomes soiled. And tsoyim means excrement. Now, Rav Nosson Zal writes, V'yalkein lo'yhoyo ha'koyin godol nichnas lefnai v'lefnim ba'ashmoyin ha'begodim she'yesh pohem zoho v'avonim toivois rak ba'arboa bigdei lovam. Based on what we've been learning here so far, we'll understand why on Yom Kippur, when the koyin godol went into the holy of holies, the holiest place in the world, he did not wear all eight garments, he only wore the white linen garments. He did not wear the garments that had gold in them and precious stones. Lahoyrois, this is to teach us although the coin Godel was a tremendous tzaddik, and when he wore these expensive garments, he wore it with tremendous holiness. There wasn't any gaiva, personal gaiva involved. It was pure kedusha, lesakein pegam taivas vechemdes vashirus. In order to correct any of the sins of an excessive desire for wealth, shetluim bebegodim yikorim, which is very much associated with expensive clothing, as we discussed in the previous year, shezel bechinas choishen hamishpat such as the Choshna Mishpat, the breastplate that Kohen Gadol wore, Shehoyu Boy Avonim Yekorois, which had very, very precious, expensive stones in it. Shenosa Aliboy, which the Kohen Gadol wore over his heart, Lesaken Ivus HaMishpat, in order to correct and repair any wrong type of judgment 
in Klal Yisrael. Kikol ha-poignim bozeh, because anyone who is poignim in gaiva and in excessive, excessively expensive clothing, things like that, hu bechinas ivus hamishpat. It's referred to as a type of injustice, in a sense. Shema'avsin upoignim, the person is doing a, a committing a sin, doing a wrongdoing, bebechinas yechalkel dvorov bemishpat. Because we find the Pasuk in Tilim says that a person should support their words with justice. Each and every single person, based on their level and based on their status, based on their position, has to be very careful to support their words with justice, meaning linhoig as beisoy koroi, to conduct one's household properly, not above, not above their means, not above their standards. A person who's a regular person doesn't have to conduct his house as if he's the mayor of the city, as if he's a king, or as if he's a multimillionaire. As Rashi says over there in Tehillim, in terms of a person supporting their words of tefillah with proper behavior. And the proper behavior is this mishpat, a person judging themselves correctly, knowing where I stand financially and in my status, and therefore behaving correctly. And not to desire and crave what what's not within my my league. And when when thinking about anything and when making any decisions, always to think only of the ultimate purpose. What's the ultimate purpose? That whatever I'm doing and whatever I'm buying and whatever manner I'm conducting my household. I want it to be a respect for Hashem. And to put aside completely and eliminate any personal gaiva, any personal kavod. And all of this is included in that pasuk of a person realizing that they want to add support to their words through mishpat, by conducting myself with mishpat, with proper justice. And a person who doesn't do this properly, that's referred to a type of injustice. A person who's behaving improperly, buying beyond, buying beyond their means and conducting themselves as if they were a very rich person when they're not. And the Koyin Godel, who wore these special garments that were woven from gold thread and, and, and all different types of colors, very, very expensive, and especially the Choyshin, which had those very expensive precious stones in it, was all about making a tikkun for any evil samishpot in Klal Yisrael any misbehavior on the part of any Jew conducting their life improperly regarding the issue of wealth and finances. 
However, despite the fact that the Koin Godel is such a holy person and he's in the base Hamikdash, and all of this is being done as a form of tikkun, it was forbidden for the Koin Godel to enter into the Holy of Holies with these garments that had the gold and the precious stones. Because the Gemara tells us a prosecutor cannot become a defender. These things, gold and, and precious stones, which prosecute Klal Yisrael, when people have taivas momoin, when the pursuit for money and spending money is being done improperly, these things end up prosecuting us. The Kohen Godel is going into the Lefnai V'lefnim to do the greatest defense of Klal Yisrael. He can't be wearing those garments. Lahoyrois to teach us Shafilu Kakoin Godel Shelovash Begodem Elu Sheshpohem Zohov Avonim Toivois Bikdushe Gedoilo Kanal. That even the Kohen Godel who wore these very expensive garments that had gold thread in it and precious stones, and he wore it with tremendous holiness, not for any personal kavoy. This was a form of showing tremendous respect for Hashem. Afal Pikain. Despite that, when you want to go into the Holy of Holies, when a person wants to get really close to Hashem, in the place where there is the highest level of holiness, it's forbidden to enter into that place with any expensive garments. Kishom nizbatel ho ashirus vechemdas hazoho voavonim toivois legamri. Because over there in the Kodesh Hakodoshim, their wealth, gold, precious stones, and any desire for that is eliminated completely. It's impossible to enter into such a holy place with anything other than just pure, white, simple clothing. That represents the ultimate, highest level tikkun. Bechinas, as Rabbeinu Zalovedeh, Kutimran quotes the Pasuk, Always try to see to it that your clothing should be white. Whiteness represents purity. And this is why it's the custom of many on Yom Kippur and in Breslov also on Rosh Hashanah that we wear the white kittel for davening. Not only the chazan, even all the people that go to shul, we wear the white kittel to show that this is what we want to do. We want to attach ourselves to the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim amitiim, who are the ones who are able to enter into this holy of holies. Remember, the Gemara says there's a pasuk in Mishlei, Yekorohi Mipninim, that the true Talmud Chacham, the true Tzaddik, is more precious than the Koyin Godel. Pninim, the Gemara says, means Lefnai Velefnim, the one person, the holy person who entered into the inner, inner sanctuary, the Beis Hamikdash, which is the Koyin Godel. So the Tzaddik is even greater than that. And on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Godel went into the Holy of Holies, he went with these white garments. We wear these white garments on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur to become part of that. And now Rav Nosan adds an interesting point. 
וזה רמז. And this hints to us, שאפילו הצדיקים הגדולים, שיכולים לעבוד השם יסבורך על ידי זוהו ועוון הם טויבויס, that even the great צדיקים who are capable of serving Hashem with wealth, that if they have wealth, they won't misuse it in any way. They'll use it only for Hashem's kavod, for Kedusha, and precious stones. Afal pikein yesh govoya me'al govoya. There are higher and higher levels of holiness. Sheshom osur lichnois bozeh. When a tzaddik wants to enter into the highest places of holiness, there you cannot, and even if you're a big tzaddik, you cannot enter into there with any gold or precious stones. Kiim bebechinas begodem levonim mamish. Only with white, simple garments. Veshom iker kaporas uslichas kol avoynos Yisroel. And it's there in the Kodesh HaKodoshim, Lefnai V'Lefnim, in the highest places of holiness, that's where the greatest forgiveness and atonement for Klal Yisrael takes place. Bebechinas, as it says in Navi, and we say this on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Im ya'adimu katoila katsemer yiyu. Even if our garments are stained, are red and bloodied like a, like a worm, they will be whitened like white wool. Referring to the forgiveness of our sins. Ki ikar haslicha shoyama kipurim hoyalide shenichnas lebeis kodesh kadoshim bebegodim levonim levad. Because the main accomplishment of forgiveness for all of Klal Yisrael on Yom Kippur was accomplished by the Kohen Godel going into the Holy of Holies with those white garments only, those simple white garments. As we said before. Vohovein Hetev. Rabbi Nosanzal says, understand this very well. Ki Yef Shelevayar Hakol, because we can't spell out everything. Rabbi Nosanzal here is commenting about there were different leaders, different rabbis, different who wore very expensive garments, very all kinds of things, and mentioned different reasons for it. And Rabbi Nosanzal here is hinting to us that even the Kohen Godel, when he wanted to go into the Kodesh Hakodoshim, Simple, simple white. Vehechofeitz b'chayim be'emes, a person who really wants true life, holy life. Yovin mizeh harbe will understand from what we've spoken about here. Will understand a lot. Levatel ga'avosoi to eliminate my gaiva, to eliminate any personal kavod to be watching everything I do in my life, always to be thinking, is this for personal kavod? No thanks. If it's something that can bring kavod to Hashem, good. And to give support to our words with mishpat, with proper justice. Any questions? And now Rav Nosanzal goes back to the topic of Purim, which we touched on earlier, and he's going to give us incredible enlightenment. Paragraph Tezvo, V'zeh b'chinas goitl ha-simcha shel Purim. Based on what we've been learning in this halacha, we'll understand the incredible joy and celebration of Purim. Ki kishenesale kvoida yisborach, a'idei ribui ha-geirum u-balei tshuva, 
because when Hashem's honor is elevated by people doing tshuva and by new members coming and joining Kal Yisrael Geirim, which is what took place on Purim, the Megillah tells us at the end that when all the people saw the greatness, saw that the, the Haman had a complete downfall, and Mordechai and Esther were elevated to positions of tremendous high-level stature by Hashverosh, it says that many of the Goyim came to convert. And Rabbi Nassau writes there in Likut Imran that this is the greatest honor to Hashem when people who are far from Hashem come close to Hashem, which means Balei and Geirim. So Rabbi Nassau writes here that when Hashem's kovoid is elevated by, by many Geirim coming and joining Klal Yisrael and Balei Tshuva, Shena Mordechai, which was a, which was achieved through Mordechai, as we learned in the previous year, Mordechai Tzadik would open up the words, the letters of the Torah, and darshan them. Mordechai was a tremendous Tzadik, and through his study of Torah, he activated the light in the letters of the Torah, which are wired to all the souls. And this, this activated and inspired and motivated the souls that are attached to these letters to be choyzer b'tshuva. Shezeo b'chinas verabim me'ame ha'oretz misyadim. As we see clearly towards the end of the Megillah that it says many non-Jews came to join the Jewish nation. This generates tremendous simcha b'chinas Yehi chvoid Hashem lo'olam, yismach Hashem b'masov. That when the kovoid of Hashem is elevated in a big way, then there's tremendous joy, tremendous simcha. Ki ikr hagdolas hakovoid digdusho hualidei anova. Because as we mentioned in the previous shurim, <coughs> the main elevation of holy kovoid is through humility. Through humility, a person is to real connection to the Torah. And this is why this leads to Simcha. As the Pasuk says in Yeshaya Novi, that the humble people will increase, will expand the joy with Hashem. There's another Pasuk. Yishmu anovim v'yismochu, that humble people will listen and rejoice. So we see that simcha goes together with anova. Gaiva leads to depression. A person who's a balgaiva is never happy, never satisfied, grumpy, negative, whereas there are psukim, Rav here brings two psukim, another place brings other psukim, which show that humility brings a person to joy. You would think the opposite. You would think humility means being low, being small. It doesn't mean being small. A person is great, but considers themselves small because they recognize the greatness of Hashem. By recognizing how great Hashem is, no matter how, and, and whatever greatness I do have, whatever qualities I do have, is only a gift from Hashem. Through this, a person is full of simcha.
and we saw that Mordechai's response when he saw what was going on, when he saw Haman's gaiva and greatness, and Achashverosh's display of gaiva with the banquet, what does Mordechai do? He tears his clothing, and he puts on sack voefer, sackcloth, which means he, he lowered himself to the ground, to the ground. Question in the chat. Question, why is the halacha that when the Jewish nation is enjoying glory and success that we do not accept gerim? Why is it precisely at the time of honor of Hashem, why is it that precisely at that time the honor of Hashem cannot be elevated? The answer is because at a time that the Jews are experiencing glory, a person wanting to come and join at that time, isn't nece- it shows they're not necessarily joining for the right reasons. They're not joining for Hashem's kavoy. They're joining because they want to be part of the kavoy. The Jews are being successful financially and everything. I want to be part of that success. Uh, for me, that's the point. Whereas when the Jews are, are downtrodden, when a person shows that then they want to come and join the Jewish people, they're showing that it's, it's really sincere. They're coming for the right reason. They're coming because they believe that this is the truth. And they're coming to accept Hashem's kingdom, Hashem's glory, not for personal glory. That's the point. Paragraph Tezayim. Because the entire story of Megillah's Esther revolves around this point that we're discussing here. The Megillah is telling us the incredible miracle whereby the kingdom of evil was so powerful, which is Gaiva, and it's idol worship, and they wanted to eliminate the Jewish people completely. Because Rav Nosanzal says, what's behind all of our suffering and all of our exiles is gaiva. Whether it's chas v'shon gaiva on our part, where we have gaiva and we were punished as a result of that with Golas, or these other nations that have gaiva, and wait, how do, how do they show their gaiva? By beating up on the Jewish people, chas v'shon. There's an expression in the Gemara, hameskabe b'koloin chaveroi. People who, who have kavoid, they believe they have honor by insulting and embarrassing others, chas v'shon. Shehi and gaiva is the opposite of the Torah. Because the Torah tells us that a person cannot achieve real Torah without humility. Just like Hashem gave the Torah on the lowest mountain, on Har Sinai. 
And the, it's, the Mishnah says in Pergeva, it's Moshe Kibel Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who received the Torah. It should say, It says, Misina. You want to know how he was the one who was there to receive the Torah? Because he emulated Sinai. Sinai was a mountain. He was great. And he considered himself very small. And this is what the Gemara says in Megillah, that, he, that the word, the name Achashveirosh, Ochiv Shorosh, Uben Giloy Shorosh. He's the brother of, of, of a, a leader, and, and from the same mazal as a leader. Hainu, what is this telling us? Hainu Shekol Oisom Shekruchim All those who, who try to attach themselves to the evil kingdom. And they get trapped in Gaiva. They are the brothers and the, the from the same mazel as Roish. What is Roish? Roish in this context means Zebechinas Geus Vehisnasus. It means arrogance. Top. I'm the t- I'm, I'm the main one. I'm the top. Bechinas Alkain Yorim Roish. Therefore he will lift up his head. And this is why, again, we find that term racist used about Amolik, that Amolik is this gaiva of the Sitra Amolik represents the tumma of the original snake, which injects arrogance into a person. For a person to say, I'm the top. And anyone who gets trapped in Gaiva is the brother or Ben Giloy of Roish of the Sitra Achra. Shehu Roish the Sitra Achra. Bechinas Shoresh Midas Hageus the Sitra Achra. The source, the roots of this Gaiva of the Sitra Achra. Shemisho Mekabel Ga'avosoi. That's where the person is getting their arrogance from. That's where it's coming from. And the Pasa continues, Hu vezehu hu achashveiroish hamoylech mehoidu vadkush. This achashveiroish, this gaiva, extends from hoidu to kush. Shemidas hageus haro mislapesh bechol odam. This evil characteristic of Gaiva cloaks itself in all types of people, all levels of people. From the greatest to the smallest. As we see in actual life, even very lowly people who are people who are, who are full of shame and embarrassment. They don't have anything. They don't have a job. They don't have anything, anything. Yeshlem Geus, they have arrogance. You say something that they don't like. Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who I am? Vezehu hamoylech mehoidu v'yadkush. Hoidu zebechinas hagdoilem v'chashuvim. The term hoidu represents people who are on a high level and, and important. Bechinas hoid v'chodor v'tiferes. Hoid means beauty which is a term that's attributed, again, to people, wealthy, important people. Kush, 
זה בחינס הנבזם והמחיורים במעשיהם. Whereas Kush refers to those people who are lowly and, and ugly in their deeds. כמוי Kush, like, like black, like the color black, שהוא שוחר בתכלוס השחרוס. Kush refers to the people that come from the land of Ethiopia who have this darkness. כמוי שכוסוב, היה הפויך קושי אוירוי. The Pesach says in Yermia, can, can a kushi change their skin? And there it's referring to a person who has become black with sin, a person who has dirtied themselves with all kinds of bad things. Can they change their skin? Can they change the color of their skin? Hainu shemalchus achashveirosh b'chinas reishus v'geyus what this Pesach is telling us, that the kingdom of Ahasuerus, which means this gaiva, cloaks itself in all kinds of people, top to bottom, people who are wealthy or people who have positions of importance and people who are the opposite. In those people who have significance, who have importance and in people who are very lowly. And that's the root of all of their suffering and all of their problems. This gaiva. A person eliminates the gaiva, they can live a happy life. The Gemara says, Kol mokim shemar Wherever a paragraph in the Torah begins with the words Vayhi Bimei, it implies trouble, trouble, suffering. Because all suffering and moaning and groaning is, is the result of Gaiva. An example of this is those people who want to be big shots, they want to conduct their lifestyle and their home above their means. As if they're people of great wealth and honor. As if the whole world belongs to them. And as if they think they're going to be here in this world permanently. They, they establish a house, you know, put all the things into the house as if they t- intend to be there for a thousand years. And this is what the Gemara is referring to when the Gemara says, Whereas when it says, Whereas when it says, as the Medrash gives many examples of this that we find in different places in the Torah, that when a, para- when a topic begins with Vayhi Bimei, you know there's trouble coming. When a topic begins with Vahoya Bayoim, you know it's talking about happy days. Ki hageus hu bebechinas ribui shemezgoe ba'olam ki'ilu rabim yomov because arrogance is synonymous with a lot, many that the, the person is arrogant as if they think they have many years to live. As we find in Koheles, when he plays down 
the, the people, the arrogance of people in this world. If a person will give birth to a hundred, does that imply that he's going to live a long time? Nobody lives, nobody knows how, you know. Because the truth is, our time in this world, other than mitzvahs and mice and toivim, the, the, the materialistic living in this world is nonsense, it's nothing. Our days go by like a fleeting shadow. Because the truth is, there is no time. Time is... And time is something that's the, that comes from a place that's above the concept of time. And the concept of time was created by Hashem only so that we should have free choice. We've spoken about this in the past. We had a lot on this. Rabbi Nezal has a few chapters in the Kutimran where he speaks about this concept of Zman and Lamalam and Azman. And Rabbi Nezal speaks about it in many places in the Kutimran. And each and every one of us living in this world needs to know that there's only today, now, being in the present, they call it today, knowing that there's only now this moment which comes from wherever it comes from. In order that the person should take advantage of the moment of the present, to use the time now to acquire eternal life, but through Torah, through mitzvah Because in another moment, the day is gone. The moment, the the hour is gone. And what benefit is there, what profit is there from all the efforts that a person puts into nothing, into wind, air? And therefore, living a life of holiness is about listening to Hashem today, now, focusing on that. What can I do for Hashem? What mitzvah can I do now? And it's through those who are zeichet to serve Hashem and to fulfill this, this is what will bring Moshiach. As the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, when Moshiach was asked, when are you coming? And the response was, today, if you will listen to Hashem, as Rabbi Nezal quotes this in his explanation of the story of Rabbi Barbarchana in chapter 14 in Likut Imran, which this haloch is based on, where it speaks about a, 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 newborn, a newborn goat, I believe it is. Whereas arrogance 
is the opposite of what we just described. Shemizgoe bedaitoi, the person is arrogant in their thoughts, in their mind. And the person wants to conduct themselves large. They want to buy a lot. They want. They need a lot. As if the person is assuming that they're going to live a very long life. And as if the time that's flying by, that's going by so quickly, as if this person thinks, no, 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 I'm, the, he, I'm, I'm very established. And that's the source of all suffering. If a person realizes that time goes by so quickly, then even when the person has a problem, an issue, so what? Tomorrow, a week from now, a year from now, I'm not going to remember, a person eats, is having a meal, and it's not exactly the way they want. A person is arrogant. Me? I, I deserve better than this. This isn't for me. This is God. A person who realizes, big deal. I'm eating this a week from now. I'm not going to remember what I ate a week ago. So it's nonsense. I don't have to get involved in it. This doesn't have to be a big thing in my life. And certainly doesn't have to be something to get upset over, to make a big issue over. Or a person, again, buys something and it's not exactly the way they want it. It has some kind of an imperfection. I don't want this. It's, it's, it's not perfect. You know, it's, it, it's, not, a, it's not perfect. You, and you are perfect. And again, how long are you going to be in this world that, 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 that it has to be perfect? And this is why it begins, when, it, when it, the, the Megillah tells us in the beginning about the arrogance of Ahasuerus, it begins with the words, and the Gemara says, that implies suffering. As if the person thinks he, he has a long, long life. And as if this foolishness, this nonsense that the person is involved in is going to have some permanence to it. The person is involved in building, building a gigantic home and, and buying expensive things, expensive silver and gold and other things. All of this is under the category of as if we're, we're telling a story about a king. That's usually how you start off a story. And it was once upon a time, once upon a time there was a king. Yeah. Whereas the Torah tells us, it begins with to tell us that these kings, where their life revolved around Gashmias, around materialistic things, their life was not fun. Their li- they, they didn't really experience happiness and joy. And if a person studies history and a person's honest, you see that that's definitely the case. And the truth is, all of these things that those people who are drawn, their life revolves around Gashmias and around more and more expensive, trying to reach higher and higher levels of status in Gashmias, in materialism... <coughs> They're looking for the geus and kovoid of this world. Hakol hevel uruus ruach. 
Omol the Kasumachoivois. It's all nonsense and it, it, it all ends up with anger and pain and suffering. Bechinas kol mokem shnema vayhibi mei, eno yelet As the Gemara tells us, that where it's ever it says vayhibi mei, it's suffering. Ki kol hashemesh, because everything that's going on under the sun, meaning in this physical, materialistic world, chalife ha which is in exchange for the Torah. It's not Torah. It's people substituting other things for Torah is supposed to be the meaningful thing in our lives. These people are looking for meaning in financial success and those things. Regarding those people who are chasing after the idols of gold and silver. And what it's really about is showing... Look who I am. Look at my ha- look at my furniture. Look at my expensive watch. Look at Kol Hamaisa Hazois Bechinas Vaihibi Mei El Enoyletzora. You should know that all of this is only suffering. It's a mirage. The Yitzhar has the ability to make it look beautiful, to make it look like wow, these people are so lucky. These are the stars. These are you look a little bit further inside and you see their lives are miserable. These people are miserable. Kamei as it says in Koheles, ki kol yomov kas Their entire life is anger and suffering. Avol ikar hasimcha hi bebechinas v'choyo bayoim. Real joy, real happiness is, is what's meant by the words v'choyo bayoim. And it will be in the day, meaning Shekol Tigvosoi Bisimchosoi Bichyusoi Hurak Beyoim Echod Sheoisek Boy Bavoidas Hashem. The Vaihi Bimei is plural. Bimei is plural, meaning a person thinks he's gonna live a long time, like we said. Vohoyo Bayoim Bayoim is singular. Real joy and happiness is a person who's living for today, meaning the person's entire hope and joy and life is all about today, what, that what, I'm, what I'm able to do today to serve Hashem. <coughs> and the person tries to make every effort to attach today the Pesach says in Zechariah Novi, speaking about the future, when Mashiach will come, there will be one day when people will really understand, will know Hashem. <clears throat> Hashem will become known and, and recognized. <laughs> A person who is using the day for Torah and mitzvahs and ruchnius and trying to connect today to that day of the future, <clears throat> That day is eternal. The things that the person does that day, any mitzvah that a person does, that's forever. V'shom ikar hachius v'asimcha. And that's living. That's really experiencing life. And that's joy and happiness. Any questions? We see that Ahasuerus was arrogant and lived a horrible life. By what you're saying, Vahibim May, is that what we're trying? And then we're supposed to be Sameach when we read it because it's Adar. I'm just trying to. 
The answer is yes. It's telling us, it's showing us the contrast between it starts off with, look at this Achashverosh, this big shot making this big banquet and everything. He's on top of the world. He's in, he controls the whole world. And he asks his wife to come and she says, no, no thanks. He's in, in front of all of his most honorable people. He's a, and why can't she come? Because she grew a tail. She wanted to come. She wanted to come without clothing. And the Gemara says she got a, grew a tail or her whole body was filled with leprosy. So he, he looks like an idiot. He look, and, and he doesn't know what to do. He, this, this, this great king with all this, what the, and he asks his advisors. And which advisor speaks up? The bottom guy, the lowest guy, speaks up. <clears throat> Haman speaks up. And Haman says, great idea, killer, killer. And Haman gives the, the Eitzah to kill Vashti. And now there's a beauty path. And, and all of this is all a plan on the part of Hashem to bring out Hashem's glory and the glory of the Jewish. All of this, the banquet, all of this, which led to Vashti being killed and Haman being elevated and Haman Achashverosh planning the destruction of the Jewish people, was also that Hashem should get thousands of new members, that the Jews themselves did major tshuva at the time, major tshuva, and the goyim came and joined, and Mordechai takes over all the wealth of Haman, goes to Mordechai at Tzadik, and Achashverosh gives the green light, to re- Achashverosh or his nephew, gives the green light to rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. That's, that's what it is. And again, by starting with the words, Vayihi Bimei, when it's about to present this incredible banquet, this incredible party and everything by E.B. May, it's telling us that those people who are making banquets and major celebrations for their own covoid, and, and, ce- and it's a Gashmir celebration, it's purely, it, it's just, it's, it's, it results in nothing. It results in pain and suffering. Again, Achashverosh suddenly was left without a wife. He's a, he's a widower. And he had to search to, a long time to be without a wife and, and, and nowhere, nowhere. The Gemara says, A person who lives without a wife is living without joy and happiness. So this great, great, big banquet resulted in non-simcha for Achashverosh. The Pesach continues that he ruled over 127 countries. The Medrash says that this number 127, which defines the kingdom of Achashverosh, corresponds to the 127 years that Sarah lived. The word Sarah means ki Sarah hi malchus digdusha. The word Sar means a, a, a ruler, a ruler. Sarah represents the kingdom of holiness. She ruled over the entire world. And the Malchus of Kedusha is all about humility. Remember, Dovod HaMelech, how does he refer to himself? I'm a worm, I'm not a person. And all true leaders of the Jewish people, Avram Avinu, Vanoichi Ofor Voefer, Moshe Rabbeinu, Venachnu Mo, Yosef Hatzadik, when he comes in front of Pari, and Pari says, I heard that you, you know everything. He says, Bill or die, I'm nothing. Eloikim, Hashem will interpret the dream of Pari. 
Bechinas, as the Gemara says, Bemokoim Gedulosoi, that where you find greatness in holiness, you find humility. Shamatamitzan Sanusoi. Vezeo Bechinas Meoshana, the Esrim Shana, the Sheva Shonim. And this is why, take a look at the numbers here. A hundred year, twenty year, seven years, plural. Zebechinas Gedoilim, Uktanim, Ubeinanim. This is representing the, the three categories of people, big people, intermediate people, and little people. As we find the Zohar Kodesh expounds on this Pasuk, speaking about the topic of arrogance, the Zohar Kodesh says this famous statement, The one who is big, is really the one who looks like he's big in this world is really small. And the one who is small is really big. The that, that's why the Pesach uses the plural term shonim for the little number, the little guy. The seven is shonim, and the big ones, the hundred and the twenty, are referred to by singular. As the Zohar Kodesh says over there in Parshishlach the, the hundred years represents the big ones. The Sheva Shonim Zebachinas Ktanim. Seven years is the little guys. The Esrim Shona Zebachinas Beinanim. That's the intermediate, the middle people. The Sora Shezochsola Anova Amitis. Sora who was to true humility. Sheze Iker Hachius. That's true living life. Bechinas Chaye Sora. The Pasuk testifies she was alive. Chaye Sora. Hoiso basmea kebasesrim or basesrim kebasheva. The Gemara says when she was a hundred, she was like twenty, and when she was twenty, she was like seven. Meaning, Shoiso maktene satsma bechol habechinois. She always considered herself smaller, less, on all levels. Even when she was a hundred, she considered herself like a 20-year-old, not like a person who is so experienced and so knowledgeable. And like a seven-year-old. Not only that, she considered herself even smaller than that. The Pasuk continues, the years of the life of Sora, and the Gemara says, Kulam Shovem Letoiva. All of her years were all the same. They were all good. Sheikar Hachaim Hatoivim Heimanova, which is telling us that real good life, a real good life, is when there's humility. Hainu. Rab Nosanzal says the fact that that Pasuk has the term Shona or Shonim four times corresponds to the four categories of humility that Rabbi Nosanzal speaks about over there in chapter 14 in Likut Emran. That a person is humble when they're in the presence of people greater than them, equal to them, lower than them, and even lower than myself. I consider myself smaller than, than myself. 
שזהו עיקר חיוס היומים והשונים של אדם. This is what infuses life into a person's, the, the days and years of a person. וזהו שני חיי סורו, and this is why the Pesach finishes with those words, these are the years of the life of... Why, why not שני סורו? Why, why, why חי again? כולם שונם לטובו, and the Gemara Dashen is that her entire life was all equal in goodness. כי זוכסו לחיים אמיתים וטובים, because she was zeched to real, true good living. על ידי שהחזיק עצמו למטה ממדרגוסה, because she achieved all four levels of Anova, even the fourth level, of considering herself lower, smaller than what she was. Interesting that Rav Nosenzal here makes the connection between Sora and Achashverosh. Sora representing the Malchus of Kedusha, and Achashverosh and Homon represent the Malchus of Esitrachra. We know in the Megillah it has the word Hamelech many times. There are Megillahs that are actually called Hamelech Megillahs, where every column in the Megillah, it's written, the Sefer writes it in such a way that every column in the Megillah begins with the word Hamelech. Hamelech, Hamelech, all across the Megillah. Mamish, 50, 70 columns, all Hamelech Megillah. And the whole Megillah is talking about the battle between the Malchus of Kedusha versus the Malchus of the Sitrachra. Mordechai and Esther, Esther Hamalka, Hamalka, she is the Malka. Versus Hamelech Achashverosh versus Homon, who rises to such a high level of stature. It's brought that Sarah, Shin Reishei in Atbash. Let's do the Atbash. Shin is the second letter from the end. Shin becomes a base. Reish becomes a Gimel. And Hei becomes a Tzadik. So that Sarah in Atbash is Begimatria 95, which is the Gematria of Homon which is the gematria of Hamelech, Hamelech, and Malka. All of these, all of these representing again the kingdom of Kedusha versus the kingdom of the Sitrachra. Also Mars, the planet Mars is called Ma'adim, Ma'adim, Mem, Aleph, Dalet, Yud, Mem, also bigematria, which is red, the planet Mars is red, like Ace of Edom, the, again, the Malchus of the Sitrachra, again, this number 95, which in Atabash is Sora, which means rulership. Now, in the Torah, it says about Sora, when, when, when in the beginning, at the end of Parshas Noyach, when it speaks about Avram Avinu marrying Sora, it, she's also called Milka and Yiska, if you take a look over there. Milka, Mem Lamed Kafei, 95. Yiska, Yud Samach Kafei, again, 95. All revolving the Sifrei Kabbal and the Sifrei Hasidus have a lot about this. That this is the number that represents the Malchus of Kiddush on one side versus the Malchus of the Sitrachah. David Hamelech. Hamelech, again, is this 95. We'll hold it over here. Rabbi Nosanzal is going to continue expounding on this topic of Purim, telling us a lot about the, the, the holiday of Purim, and showing us 
that from Purim we can learn all about the Malchus of Kedusha versus Malchus, and how this is one of the most important things for a person to, to daven for, to beg Hashem to remove from me any gaiva, that I should be zeichet to true humility, anova amiti, anova amiti. A question, which prayer in Likutei Tfilah is, is related to what we're learning here? The answer is prayer 14, Tfilah Yudalit, because the first 70 prayers in Likutei Tfilah correspond exactly one-to-one to the first 70 chapters in Likutei Tfilah. So prayer 14 especially, and also to look in the index, most Likutei Tfilah have indexes, to look under the topic of Anova, you'll see maybe five or six Tfilah in Likutei Tfilah that relate to that. Baruch Hashem.